Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Take two, two weeks in a row. Hello, world. <laughs> I'm afraid to even say anything. They're gonna, they're gonna cut us off. Well, I did. I think it's connected to the new Facebook. I because I just went back over and re chose the old one, which I don't think we get to do much longer. So hopefully whatever their issues they're having are going to, they're going to fix. But regardless, we're here. Hello world. Hello world. Hello world. We are together. <sighs> you look like you're wearing a sweater. Are you wearing a sweater? I know. Yes. It's starting to um, be feeling a little bit. I can feel the shifts starting to change. Good. My favorite season, which is the change of the season. So yes. I well, Fall is my favorite season of all. It's fall, then spring, then winter, then summer. Summer is my least favorite because I don't like the heat. But I do love all the flowers. So there's goodness in all of them, but I do love fall. And fall here, I'm not sure what it looks like where you are, but we get all the colors. Like our trees are red, orange, yellow, green. We don't have blue. We have purple. You have purple leaves? What? Oh, wow. Oh yeah, like well, I mean, um, maybe purple isn't the right word. Maybe it's more like wine or plum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I consider it to yeah. be the the V the violet of, of the ragey viv. Yeah, yeah, we have a beautiful red bud that does that color, um, which is gorgeous. Okay, yeah, I love it. Red bud, red bud. Yeah, there are little hearts too. Uh, the leaves are heart shapes. They're really, they're really special trees. Ooh, I like that. I was, we just started watching a new show called Away on Netflix. It's about mm. astronauts who head to Mars and they have a, like a world renowned botanist on it. And I just learned about um, this like flame tree yeah. that has big red buds that look like papayas. Ooh. I'm like, now I want to grow that. <laughs> I love that. I've never heard of that. I'm going to, I'm going to make a note here so I can look it up. Yeah, I think that it actually, the plant itself is from, I want to say uh, Africa, like Kenya, mm-hmm. somewhere, because that's kind of the, the red thread and all of it. So it is the 15th of September, and I I did something really weird this morning in that I looked up the holidays in September. Like, all, have you ever seen like that website that does all the random holidays? Yes. Like pencil day. Yes, exactly. Well, and today is felt hat day. Oh, and I was like, felt hat day. So of course I need to read a little bit more. And I guess in the early 1900s, this is when all the women and the men would wear their felt hats for like the last day. Okay. Then they'd switch into, I guess, their wool hats or whatever. 
And so in addition to that, Sunday was grandparents day. And so I wanted to put my grandma's felt hat on. Oh, wow. I love it. Isn't this tremendous? This is my grandma Keekers, grandma Merlin. Um, since it was grand, uh, grandparents day and felt hat day, I thought I'd put it on for a quick cheers. Cheers. I love it. Oh, isn't it fun? Um, but it made me remember that there are so many wild holidays out there and so many, so many opportunities that people have created with all of these wild holidays to find moments to have fun and to make each other laugh. And boy, do we need that. Yes. We do. So here's the felt hat day. <laughs> I, love it. I don't actually have a felt hat. I need to get one. I don't, I'm not really much of a hat wearer except for a ball cap. I wear a baseball yeah. cap. And I probably have 50 time. Yeah, I probably have 50 hats. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I love hats. Berets are my favorite. Yeah. Followed by huge rimmed hats. <laughs> I love them. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, so I'm excited about breathing this week because I'm on the West Coast and we have the worst air quality for the longest amount of days that. I can remember like our air quality is 250 right now. Normally it's 10. Yeah. So, um, not good. Not good. And so I, I feel like even I'm taking Lizzie for a quick walks. I feel, I feel I miss breathing like deep breathing. And so I'm, I'm all ready to go all in at least for this moment to do deep breathing, even though it might feel a little weird on my side because of the craziness here. Um, yeah. And it made me realize how much I, how much I love breathing. I mean, well, not simply because it, of course it keeps me alive. Just, yeah, I love it. Well, the ancient yogis say the fastest way to enlightenment is through your breath. Um, so because you're controlling your um, nervous system and your senses so that you can raise your vibration. So, there's probably a reason why you feel like that, um, which I think is interesting. Um, but pranayama is actually probably the, the fastest way um, to rein in the senses. So I love it. So what do you got for us today? We're practicing our Vishnu Mudra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're doing alternate nostril breathing. Um, it's called Nadi Shodana. And the reason why we're doing that is because this breath is for balance and for everything happening in our planet right now. Um, we need to be balanced and centered um, because there's so much stuff that's happening around us. And so in order to try to maintain some sense of um, calm and chaos, um, this breath in particular is a very, very important breath for everyone to be doing right now. And it is really goofy. And I know that it feels strange and goofy. Um, so the good news is that you can see Deborah and I, and for the podcast people, um, you cannot, um, so maybe we'll uh, figure out a way to have them see. But Vishnu Mudra is the mudra where you take your thumb and your pinky and your ring finger are up and your peace fingers are together and they come down. So um, it's it's this sort of, our thumb rests um, and presses the right nostril closed and we inhale completely up and through the left nostril we hold and close with the ring finger on the left and pinch with the thumb. So we pinch the nostrils closed. And then we open the thumb and exhale completely out the right nostril. Inhale completely in the right nostril. Hold and close. Exhale completely out the left. 
Inhale the left. Hold and close. Open the thumb. Exhale completely out the right. <laughs> Inhale right. Hold and close. Exhale completely out the left. And you can do that at your own pace. I like to do that breath every single day, um, especially if I'm feeling like um, like I'm not grounded. Um, if I have to do a creative project, um, I love to do that breath. Um, sometimes the other option for that, um, a similar breath is you just um, breathe in through the left, our, our feminine channel, and then hold and then exhale both nostrils. So that's more of a psychic development breath, if you will. Yes. Um, but the key is we have to awaken this left channel, this sacred feminine. So I love that. I like the, the, the channels. Yeah. Where do I like, and when I need a little bit more of that, uh, what, what, what were the words that you used for the, for the masculine side, that kind of like the, the drive action. So there's the creative and then, and then the, um, the innovation and the action. Yes, exactly. And our and the left side or our feminine side is our creative and our right side is our um, masculine will, you know, to create, which is actually different than the brain science. Um, but when you're doing this, what you're doing is you're balancing your naughties, which are your energy channels. Yes. Um, so it's kind of an interesting thing. So I love that. I love it. So today I'm sipping my royal wedding tea. And Ooh. I shared with you before, so this is from Lisa's Tea Treasures in Campbell, California. Nice. Um, tea was, a, it was, and still, of course, is in my life, but it was a big part of getting, just leading up to getting married for me. Hmm. Tea parties and sending tea. And I usually send some sort of tea something to friends at Christmas or when I see them. So I, we do a lot of friendship tea in our family. Do you ever have friendship tea? No, um, I love it. You make it, it's got like tang and lemonade and spices. No? No, I love it, but I would love to do it. It uh it's it's one of those things my mom used to make it all the time when we were kids. We'd make it and put it in little cur jars and give it to friends and teachers and stuff like that. And yeah, I I need I'll, I'm gonna send you some. I I say, yes, yes. It's definitely, there's it's probably a more organic way to make it. I could probably look at that this time around. Um, but it's always been, there's something special about having a conversation over tea, which is why I love these weekly chats that we're having. And this week is about the, um, about lifting each other up. And, you know, it's, as I, I feel like I say every week, right? I can't believe this is this week's affirmation because it's so perfect. But this week it is, I am created to serve generously and joyfully. I seek opportunities to lift others up every day. Mm. And, you know, I remember, you know, being a kid and I went to parochial school. And so we would have like a word of God class every day. And we would talk about, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And you learn all these little these little Bible verses and, and such that are around, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, do unto others, that old rule, all these things. And as an adult, I think that we we forget the power of serving and loving on others and how it truly does. I'd say nearly immediately. What do you think, Molly? It comes right back to you and it fills you up. 
There's just wow. something so beautiful about it, reciprocal about it. Well, everything that I have read lately, you know, um, every book that has really touched me, there, there's a universal theme that is like ringing loud and clear. And that is right now our world is dividing into two factions, one a fear-based faction and the other is love-based faction. Mm. it's pretty obvious and you can see that in all of its manifestations um but when you really look at why is our country so divided you really can say oh this is a person who's acting and their paradigm is based in fear versus right. oh, this person is a paradigm and this is not this is not republican democrat this is people right yes and behavior in people or this person is coming from a place of love um and like that to me is absolutely the message and the lesson that's coming through and everything that I'm consuming right now. Um, and um, yeah, so it's sort of really clear, like we have a choice to decide, are we going to, who are we going to be? Um, yeah. So that's, that's how I feel about this whole, this whole conversation today is, is that idea, you know? Well, and I, I, I love how you basically you're laying it out. This this actually isn't about political beliefs, and it's, that becomes more apparent every single day. Yeah, like what's happening here in our country? They they keep trying to say it is. It's not, but it isn't. It's it is actually quite alarming what comes out every day, and yeah. how there is there is this faction, and and I want to I want to believe it's a a sliver of a faction because that's what helps me sleep, right? But that wants to control everyone, not oh, yeah. serve, but it's just like this control, like this whole thing that came out about um, the forced hysterectomies of these women inside the, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know the words. There are no words. And then of course I go down these rabbit holes, Molly. Yes, well, by design, click, click, click. And I'm like, oh my God, not until like 2014 was there, did a law exist in the state of California that said that they could enforce um, sterilization on women in prisons? I'm like, it's 2014. I feel like so many things that I've learned about um, where I'm where I'm from have been wrong. Well, have you watched Social Dilemma yet? The Netflix show. The what? The Social Dilemma. It's a Netflix movie. No, Social Dilemma. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Um, oh, yeah. is it? Should I watch it while I'm on vacation or not? It'll make me angry. Um, you know, it'll make you woke. I think, um, you know, as a marketer, I've been watching this happen because, you know, we do a lot of ad and ads and targeting and all kinds of stuff. So I think I'm probably, um, and even like, you know, having a background in public relations where like we were pitching news and that kind of thing. I think I'm more sensitive to um, sort of the behind the scenes maneuvering of what we consume um, yeah. to affect and implement behavior change. Um, but what was super eye opening to me is the fact that those rabbit holes that you're just referring to are absolutely by design because this internet economy that we, um, live in is really all about your attention span being the thing that everybody is vying for. Um, and so, you know, it's, um, it is an interesting dilemma, you know, as a marketer, you know, from my perspective, leading up until this moment, I've been like, yeah, I actually don't mind um, hyper targeting, micro targeting, because I then it cuts through the stuff that I don't 
care about and don't need and then and delivered messages and products that are really relevant and interesting to me because they know me that well. Um, but this documentary takes it to the whole next level of how it, this actually is the root of this division because you're either being delivered content that um, feeds your fears or yeah. you're delivering content that feeds your love, right? And so that gulf between those two is getting more and more, but it's by algorithm. And I completely believe that. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I am not a clicker of the things that are served to me, although I appreciate when they're tart, when they're on. Yeah. When they're spot on, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one for me. Okay. I really click those, but I'll tell you what I, I mean, Twitter is usually where I start. I go into Twitter and I kind of look at what, <laughs> what's happened. Yeah. And then I'm like, what don't I know? What, like, really, what don't I know? What haven't I been taught? What haven't I learned? What, what, my hat, what was my head in the sand when this, originated or how long has this been going on? Like all of those questions, right? Like we've been saying, I feel like since March, we've become more and more woke and we're, we're awakened with each thing we read. Yeah. And I think that it's actually, that is part of what's creating that separation. I watched this wild video, Molly. It was um, Trevor Noah's partner in crime. I can't think of what his name is. The tall white guy with the dark hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you watch Trevor Noah? The, the, oh, I can, but I don't know who his partner in crime is. Yeah, there's this, this guy that does like some, uh, I don't any, anyways, I can't think of, like, darn it. I'll, I'll drop the, the link in so that you can see it. But he, uh, I mean, it's obvious to the people who know and love us that um, we're seeking change in November. Uh, so this is not shocking to anybody who's listening to this, but I was, I'm always seeking to understand the other side of the aisle. Yeah. Always. I have such a, a, a true desire to understand. And so I'm watching this guy and he's, uh, um, he's interviewing people at these rallies uh, on the other side and he's asking them questions and, and they're, they're valid questions and they're like the answers coming out of the mouth and with a straight face, I'm just thinking, how is this possible that there's somebody else in the same country, on the same continent, on the same planet that okay. can see things, something so, see so diverse? And I mean, some of the questions were like, um, if, if this person asked everyone to go and screw baby pigs, would you still vote for them? And they literally said yes. And I'm like, what? How? And I think that what you're talking about is exactly what, what this is, is what, they are, what they're served on a daily basis their meal is the exact opposite of mine. And I can't even get into the restaurant they're eating in because of all the other choices that I make. That's it. I mean, that's that's actually a really great analogy because you will only continue to be delivered content that feeds your current, you know, position. So, um, you know, there. I don't know how you game it. I don't know how you, you work around it. The, essentially, I think the sort of the veil that was dropped in my mind is the fact that right now our current model is so broken that we have created a situation where um, most reasonable, rational thinking people aren't really able to trust anything that they consume. Um, right. and, and, and that to me is, you know, talk about like, how can we be generous and free when, um, you know, so much of, we don't even have a lens of, of what actually is truth anymore. I, yeah. Yeah. One thing I do want to say, though, you know, and again, this is just devil's advocate, is that I saw a quote one time about truth having many sides. 
And I think that's really, really important for us each to remember because like it, the image was like of a cylinder and head on, it looked like a circle, right? You turn it on its side and it's actually um, looks more like a rectangle. And so the lesson there is, you know, like it depends on where we sit, what we see. And um, it's different. It can be different for all of us. Add that extra dimension of the layers of every other life experience that we've had leading up to this moment, you know, which taints our vision. You know, we really don't actually have shared experiences. <laughs> you know, it's just we think we do. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, actually. Well, I think that this this weaves so beautifully into the conversation this week because I we do still we do we do have a place we can trust, and that is our inner circles. That is the people who know us, who love us, who understand and care for us. And I think that's why we're starting to see even people who have been really touting things like the you know wild artificial intelligence technology are kind of shifting their their tune not a ton but even just slightly right like um rate my agent is a great example like that is a valid place to go and get information about another human being because it's been vetted and you know where it's coming from and you know that it was connected to something it's not like the crazy stuff that happens on amazon i mean i don't know if i've actually even told said this on the show, but my mom almost on a weekly basis gets some random package from Amazon. And we've now understood even from Amazon that it's these companies who send random products to random people so that they can then do a verified um, review on Amazon. And it's like this, like people have found ways to game the system inside Amazon by sending it to a specific address and then snagging it. And it's like, ugh, it's... <laughs> Like it's everyone's trying to game it versus the, what Mark and team have created at Rate My Agent, which is a, did you actually provide service? Did you sell a property? And then let's talk to those humans. Yeah. Let it not be, you know, something that, and I think that we're get, we're all trying to find that fine balance in being able to serve because serving isn't only about serving a meal or cleaning out your closet and, you know, giving what you are no longer using to someone else. It is also helping people make the right decisions and find the right people to do business with. And it is, it feels heavy right now to be able to do that. And so like really getting into the mindset of I am created to serve generously and joyfully it like now more than ever, I feel like I need to remind myself of that. Like it, it, be joyful in serving, be joyful and generous. Don't hold back. Don't feel like, you know, someone's not going to believe you because of the crazy shizzle happening on the internet. It doesn't matter what's happening there. I can't control that. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I agree with you feeling heavy though. I definitely, um, I definitely feel it too. And as an empath, right? Like you're, you too, like we actually physically feel it, um, which is hard. Um, but when you, when I read your um, intention, you know, and again, for those of you, I, I think I think everybody understands that you created these before and we're repurposing them. So the fact that they come up exactly as it should, I mean, I just think it's so so brilliant. Um, but when I first read it, it sort of sparked um, a meditation activity to do, um, and that is while you are cleaning the closet. And I think I'm going to do this this weekend because um, our closet has blown up. Um, 
I, I, well, so Stacey and I share clothes anyways, right? We wear the same outfit. That's the benefit of being in a same sex marriage is that, you know, we, we, except for shoes, she, her foot is so much bigger than mine that when she shares my shoes, she actually stretches them out. Um, <laughs> Busted Stacey. <laughs> well, she's going to bust me because I am an ad clicker. And so, um, she's always like, you're the worst. I'm like, it's my job to be the worst. Um, <laughs> anyway, we digress. But <laughs> what I'm going to do is actually go through the closet and with intention, take what doesn't serve, right? And then figure out where it's moving toward. Is it going to be goodwill? Is it going to be someone that I know that needs something? Is it going to be to my daughter? You know, um, I don't, I can't, I think some, she said something, but I can't really comment. Or I think she's, she gave the eye roll emoji. Oh boy. <laughs> Good thing we have date night tonight. I can, uh, I can uh, make, I can earn my good keep back. But the, um, yeah, and so actually, like, take it and move it along, you know, because, um, but not just like grab and and just do it quickly, but be really, really thoughtful about taking it out and then even maybe even thinking of of you know, do I really use this and who could better who could use this more than me, um, and then letting it go. You know, so beautiful. Have you have you read the Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning yet? Uh, wait, you said that so fast. I don't even know what you said. It sounded <laughs> <laughs> the Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. No, gosh. Okay. So this, okay. I did not get into the whole. Was it is it Marie or Maria Kondo or whatever? Like I did not. This is bringing me joy. Like, I tried. I did have all of my um, all of my items folded like that in my drawer for about um, fifteen minutes, and then they were all messed up again. Yeah, I am. I love trying organization tips. Yeah. Um. Now, like in my forties, I like organization tips. Like I liked bad diets in my twenties. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no longer do anything that's like fat free, gluten free. Like I just find the foods that work for me. But organization tips, I love. And so I tried. I just couldn't get into it. But the the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning, I love because of the why. So so in Sweden, they they all do that. Well, I, all a lot of people do this. And it actually is about at a certain part of in your life. So say fifty. Yes. or 60, you start saying, okay, um, I probably have fewer years ahead of me than I have behind me. And I do not want to leave my family with piles and piles of unwanteds. Yes. And so the thought behind it, the, the, the impetus behind going through this quote unquote death cleaning is to be intentional about what you're keeping in your space. So it is similar to the condo. Um, I can't think of what the name of that program was, but but that whole process of looking at everything. But this is really like, how do I create a space? How do I purge out the things that like really, am I ever going to wear that skirt again, whether I fit in it or not? No, I'm not. <laughs> and, or the shoes or, and, you know, it's been really interesting since in 2012, when I left corporate America, I have not worn any of my Calvin Klein, Donna Karen, Armani suits, not even once, but I still have them in my closet. I'm not going to ever wear those things again, not even for a costume. 
Well, gosh, you know what you're saying? It, so the spiritual aspect of what you're saying is where my mind is going as well, right? We're talking about the material embodiment of actual stuff, the material stuff, right? Uh, the stuff of matter, if you will. But what if we were to apply that same death cleaning idea to our emotional lives, right? Where, you know, the metaphor of all the bones and all the stuff buried in the closet, you know, where we don't want others to know about our secrets, our dark parts, our shadows. Yes. What if we were to be intentional about that in the same way? Like if I were to like die, you know, what in my life, in my emotional life or my spiritual life, do I have that I wouldn't want my inner circle to know about me, right? Because you know, we all have those things, you know, the bones, the shadows, whatever you call it. But um, that's really interesting work as well. And we're actually moving into sort of the shadowy time, um, just even um, in nature, right? Because it's Halloween and, you know, yeah. all of the fall is about the leaves are dropping and, you know, you know, things are dying so that they can be reborn in spring. You know, it's just a really great time to do that kind of soul cleansing work. Um, so I love, it. I love it. And so I, I converted a one of the bedrooms in our in our house into a dressing room. Wow. Fancy. Well, yeah, it, it sounds fancier than it is. Let me trust me. Anyways, I'm like I'm in my dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you know, over the last year. Well, like last year, let's just say 2019, when I was doing all that travel, I would come home and I would just like, I was a maniac. I mean, my, my travel schedule, I was a maniac. By the end of the year, it was 74 flights that I had packed and unpacked for, right? And packed here, unpacked, packed while I was gone, and then unpacked when I got home, right? And so I really got into a flow, with my clothes. Mm -hmm. Like I knew what I tra what traveled well. I knew what felt great when I traveled. I knew it didn't wrinkle. Uh, you know, you and I actually even had the conversations about how like halfway through the year, I was like, I cannot pack this crinoline skirt one more time. Like this is, I love it. I love this style, but this has got to be relegated to uh, dinner parties and Halloween. Like I can't, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm traveling with all those things. So now it's time to go through and say, all right, I'm in, in this room and there's all these different piles of okay, that was my spring travel junk and there's my fall travel trunk. And like, how do I take these, these spaces and cleanse them in the fall and winter? Now that, I mean, here it gets dark at four o'clock. Yeah. And in the next couple of months, it'll be dark. And that's the perfect, I love thinking about it like that, the, the shadowing season. Because in, in, um, in the grand scheme of the, the kind of the support structure of the affirmation of the intention. It was how do we release things from our world that will serve others well and ultimately bring joy to them and create margin for what matters most in our homes. And for most of us, that means decluttering yeah. because we collect, we're collectors of things, right? I mean, yeah. well, and I'm yeah. just not an organized person. I mean, I, it gives me great pain to admit this verbally because I have always, oh, I'm very tidy. I, I like clean and I like tidy and I appreciate it, but that's not my go-to state. It actually makes me feel overwhelmed. If I could do anything, I would just have nothing and then um, I would be happy. But I have, but I also like have about probably about 40 books on my nightstand, you know? So it's like, I'm that person and it's, you know, 
That's well, and if that bring if having forty books brings you joy, and you're like, eee, all the books, great. But if look, if you look at the, there's some people who look at that forty, the stack of forty, and go, oh my god, shame, I haven't read these books. They're collecting dust, you know. Like, I, I think that a big part of it is again understanding yourself and understanding what does bring you joy, right? And and so the, the going through our, of our things, the um, kind of the releasing of what no longer serves us and, and allowing for there to be open space, right, yeah. is is definitely part of that journey. Uh, the other thing that Andrew and I do in particular this time of year that I think more than ever is going to be really needed is we create blessing bags for the homeless. I love that. Yeah. You know, we we get we have a pretty substantial homeless population here, and it's really grown in the last 20 years since we've lived up here. Yeah. But we both grew up in California and and. I mean, it's the ideal climate. Like it's so moderate that homeless people here, where we are, we just it, when you see it, you really see it, you can feel it. You know, yeah. someone's down on their luck. But I know because I've lived in San Francisco too. Like it really is like it's 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 a whole different ballgame. Yes. And now we have all these tent cities on top of it, right? Yes, 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 yes. And so, you know, one of the things that and I loved this campaign. I think it was L.A. County that did it, but it was like um, your dollar killed me. They did. The, I mean, it sounds very dramatic. So let me let me go a little further. But it was all about how we need to think about how we serve the homeless population, and giving them money is most of the time the not right, not the best way to do that. Yeah. And and also not giving them a card and going, hey, do you know about this shelter? Mm -hmm. Right. Like most of them have an idea, right? And so that's where the blessing bags come from. And the the fun part about the blessing bags is that you can really create them with whatever you have in your home already. Cause most of us have like the little soaps and the shampoos and stuff that we get when we travel yeah. uh, or we can go to target or whatever and, and get the supplies. But the things that we don't realize that, you know, we think everyone has that. Everyone has toothpaste and toothbrushes. Well, yeah. no, they don't. And when was the last time a homeless person actually got to replace their toothbrush? Right. Yeah. And so, because that it, is one of the great pleasures in your toothbrush. Oh my gosh! Right. Well, we have one of those like the the Sonic toothbrushes. Yeah, that's what you have. A little, little two two minute timer. Oh my gosh! Your teeth feel like baby teeth. Uh, but these are the pleasure, the everyday pleasures that bring us joy that the homeless population doesn't have. And so, if you if you don't want to give cash, if you kind of fall into that category where, or giving cash makes you feel like like. Uh, you're judging them when you're giving them cash because it's like, well, where are you going to use this? Like stop giving money with that kind of intention. Yeah. Right? Either give it joyfully and freely or consider doing the, the blessing bag. And it, they can have all sorts of other things. I have a, um, a, a list on my website. I'll drop the link in here, but we usually have like, you know, Kleenex, handy wipes, hand sanitizer, toothbrush, toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, be, be really, mindful of who you're giving your bags to. So we have actual um, blessing bags that have products for like black women's hair. Mm -hmm. This is the products, the self-care products that we use as white women are different. Mm -hmm. And being very aware of that is really important. And giving them with intention that way is some a way that you can take it to the next level. Right. Oh, like, so good. Wow. Right. Like being able to give them something they can actually use. And if you don't want to be intentional about that, leave that stuff out and do the other things. Um, gift cards to food. Yep. It's a wonderful thing to give. Yeah. You know, get, and it, don't make it McDonald's. 
make it Panera or someplace where they can get a nice, healthy meal, right? Um, don't always go for the lowest common denominator. We have, we have, especially those of us who have not lost our jobs, people who are still working, bless people. You're, you're saving so much money in this season. I mean, dry cleaning and gas alone for crying out loud. I mean, yeah, I think that's, that is so important because, um, you know, one is that we're like sort of, uh, the, you know, we're just, the government's kind of just printing cash. So we're all in for like a serious uh, awakening with that. And all of that, um, stimulus money, like, you know, when you read the articles and stuff with the out of work and the true unemployment numbers, you know, like this is going to be a really hard holiday season for a lot of people. Um, you know, even people that we may not even recognize as, you know, that don't exactly look like they're, you know, needy. I think that's another thing is you could have need but not be needy. Um, you know, so good, yes. Where we can well, talk to each other a little bit more with grace and with respect and with, um, there's no hand downs or, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know, there's just a really, the energy behind it is so, so important, I think, with giving um, because you can either make someone feel like they're taking something or getting some, you know, versus you're sharing something that you have an abundance with. Um, well, and so let's let's talk about that for a second, Molly, because I think that there are ways that we can lend a hand without it being, and, and we can lift somebody up without them feeling like we're looking down on them, right? right? And so even with, even with the social or the physical distancing that we are still in, and and it sounds like, especially going into flu season, like we need to be vigilant, right? We need to be vigilant that we can still be in small groups of five or six. And I think that we, if we're properly masked, we can still do the things like the wardrobe exchanges. And there are women in my world who would love to have the suits that are hanging in my closet. Yeah. And I don't really want to put them in my Goodwill bag because yeah. they're you know what I mean? They're really yeah. beautiful, beautiful suits. Yeah. And so I think that we can create some opportunities in Q4 that will allow us to um, give and receive. Yeah. It does, in other words, we don't have to just be the giver, giver, giver. Like we can create opportunities where people can also bring what doesn't serve them in their homes as well. Yeah. And uh, I was reading somewhere that I think, so if you're, if you're doing something in a crowd of people that you don't live with. So if you have, you know, four other girlfriends over and you do your, your wardrobe swaps, just simply hang the clothes like in your laundry room or the garage for like three days. Yeah. This, put this up. Well, and I think there's also like platforms or apps where you can do that as well, like swaps. And I don't, um, can you, my computer is like really running right now. I don't know what's going on. It's like, it's like, it's like a jet engine over yeah, there. I can hear it now that you said um, that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's happening? Um, but yeah, I think there's probably, if you know, if you're listening and you know of some of those apps where you can keep things moving, you know, I think the problem with some of those things, like for, for me is like, you know, like are my clothes really going to um, hit the woman who needs it the most right now? You know, because um, is my circle wide enough to find her, right? Um, I don't know if, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's true, right? Um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what we do like with that. Maybe we, maybe we start a Facebook group or something like a swap group or I, I don't know. I'm sure there's, I'm sure someone else has figured this out. Yeah, I'm sure. And yeah, we can, we can do some research on that. But I think that to, to respond to your question, I don't think that you need to know where it goes, Molly. I don't think that, I think that that 
creates maybe even a layer of, um, of stress, undue stress, thinking yeah. like, will it go somewhere where it needs to go? I think part of the the cleaning and the purging and the, the joyfully creating space is there's also this trust and that my intention is sending it out with love to find the right person. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And, and I think that when it's, I mean, most of the things that we do send to Goodwill are, you know, they go to complete strangers. Yeah. Uh, really only on TV. Have you ever seen like, Hey, I, I donated that to such and such. Oh, so I, I you know, <laughs> I yeah. bought it there. <laughs> well, I, we do donate everything to Goodwill. Um, I think, I'm not sure they're a wonderful steward, actually. I, you know, I don't, I've heard very mixed reviews about their business practices, which is a bummer because that's sort of our default or de facto. Um, you know, my daughter and her friends are super into thrifting right now, you know, so they actually shop at all the thrift stores because that's what's, that's where they find their treasures, Sure. Uh, you know? And, um, but yeah, let's, I think we should explore that because, um, like I said, I know that I have a closet filled up with stuff that I'll never wear again. My, my style, um, has changed dramatically over the years with the exception of my Levi's and my Doc Martens. I still will wear those every single day. Um, but for the most part, like, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff that I just will never wear again. So, yeah. And I think that it, that's the beauty is, is the releasing and, and maybe, you know, one of the other ways to embrace, right. The, the joyfully serving others is mentoring. And so, there, I know that there are people who are listening, whether it's live or the replay or the podcast, who have really nailed this, who have really kind of gotten into a process. And so um, if you're listening and that's you, please let us know if you've got a program that you followed or that you've created that would help us. You know, I love a good checklist. Yes. I really love a good checklist. And it's usually around um, kind of the Lent season where I do a pretty good purge and then another one kind of in November around Thanksgiving. Yes. And I feel like that's coming early this year. I feel like all the timing is just kind of lining up to, to do that early. So I think that finding someone that you can learn from that has really mastered that uh, is awesome. And then just simply on the flip side of that is, is volunteering, right? You know, a way to serve others. It doesn't always have to be... Um, it doesn't always have to be through a, a big community program. Yeah. You know, I feel like so often when we, when I talk to clients or friends about volunteering, they're like, well, what organization do you do that with? And it's like, well, none. Yeah. <laughs> like me, I guess me, I'm the organization that I, that I volunteer through. So, uh, you know, writing down what is important to us and like what causes are important to us and what talents we have to share. I can imagine that there are, is so much need and so much fear around the need right now with anything that is in person. And so if we could all take a moment, take 15 minutes this week to write down those causes and those things that we have, that we have, you know, divine talent in yeah. and call up some of those groups that maybe we've attended an auction in the past or, you know, dropped a bag off or raised some funds for just to find out what's going on with them? You know, how are they doing? How, I feel like there's, there is an element of where people feel a little bit at ease to say no to donating in this season because it's so uncertain. Yeah. But I feel like it, for those of us who, who have even a little to give, there's some place that needs it. Yeah. Well, and I think the wisdom there is, you know, like my, uh, 
one of the mantras that I say every day is, you know, help me release that which no longer serves my highest purpose, right? And so there are moments where something actually did serve my highest purpose, but no longer in the season I'm in. And so allowing that to flow to the people who are in the seasons that they're in, and this isn't linear, right? This is or hierarchical at all. I'm just I'm thinking cyclical, right? The yeah, season yeah. That we're in. Um, but the other part of that is, you know, when we actually all sort of know and contribute to places that we are personally passionate about, um, then that is we're we're spreading because we all have such varied um, interests and passions, right? It's not just the same. Um, three places that get everybody's time and attention, right? It's yes. we're really aligning then our again that lens that we talked about in the very beginning with the with the need. Um and that is where it starts to sort of embracing that that uniqueness is where that starts to happen in all the ways, right? Yes. The masks and trying to be like everybody else. Yeah. You know I love that. I love that. Um my girlfriend Mia Voss today was I saw that she went live and I was like, oh, she's going live early. She's usually like Friday night, you mm -hmm. know, glass Prosecco with her little Frenchie. And she was, she's hoot, by the way, what's that? She's a hoot. I know she is hilarious. Um, but she was, she's kind of taken on this, this passionate love for donkeys. Mm -hmm. This is like a, a random animal that, you know, a whole lot of people don't talk about. I mean, it's not, it's not a llama, which everyone is kind of llama drama crazy for right now. It's a donkey. And so in Colorado, there's a, like a donkey rescue and uh, you know, like, I, I love donkeys, but I've never really known much about donkeys. <laughs> but now we know That's Stacy's spirit animal. And we are looking for a donkey to rescue. So here's what I learned. You cannot rescue one donkey. You have to rescue two. Donkeys cannot be alone. Yes. And well, so, and so this like goats though. What's that? They do like goats. They do like goats. However, so this, this rescue will not allow an individual donkey to be rescued. They have to, you have to take the donkey and the donkey's best friend. Wow. And I'm like, I love this. I love knowing this. I love knowing that they, they do have a spiritual connection to another animal. And that is part of how that's what makes this like, whatever, um, I guess you call it a, a rescue farm or, or whatever this organization does. But yeah. her, but her passion for these donkeys, like no one else in my world is talking about, Hey, if you've got space for donkeys. Right. But because she's thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, where do I send my dog? Where do I send my check? Like to help these <laughs> people who are taking care of donkeys. And it, it's, it's the perfect example of what you're talking about, Molly. It's like, we can't, like, we don't all, we're not all created to support the exact same organization, okay. the exact same underrepresented, you know, persons. Like we all have a calling on our heart and taking the time to understand that about yourself is so huge because when you do find your donkey, <laughs> when you find, when you find that, that cause that is so important to you, it, it, what a beautiful gift, not only for yourself, but again, for the organization who's probably praying for you to wake up and realize that you have loved donkeys your whole life and now you need to rescue one. <laughs> well, that's another red thread between us because like I said, that is, uh, do you know the other thing about, so donkeys actually are really great protectors on farms too. Um, for some reason, either their smell or we don't, they don't know exactly why, but they actually protect chickens and 
you know, from predators. So um, that's sort of, yeah. But actually, um, both my brother-in-law and Stacy, um, my wife, obviously, have, um, they both identify with the donkey as their spirit animal. I love that. Well, do you, have you ever met Valerie Torelli? I haven't, no. So she's part of the Woman Up community. I met her, I guess, 2017, 2016, maybe at down in Long Beach at a CAR Expo. Uh, she has a, a, I mean, I would I would say she's probably a bit more of a farmer than you are, but that same kind of like in the city, not far from the city. Yes. Uh-huh. Kind of and she has, she has a donkey and they are so smart. Donkeys are so smart. We, we literally have totally just jacked up their trueness by, you know, calling people a jackass. And he's a jackass. It's like, well, actually, if you really, if they're really being a jackass, they're super smart. <laughs> but that's not oh, what we did. It is so uh, funny. Well, we were, we actually looked really seriously into a rescue. Actually, Lori Davis and her, one of her brokers, um, her agents, Audrey Wiggins, um, they are, you know, they live in Pinehurst and there's lots of farm country out there. But um, the funny thing is, um, it's actually quite expensive. I mean, I think that commitment was like, 15,000 a year or something with what it takes to upkeep and, and to care for a donkey. That's each, you know, so it's not for the faint of heart. You just don't get a donkey. You have to like understand that this is a, a beast of burden that is, you know, that you are committing to caring for. So it's yeah. not an inexpensive passion project. No, no. And that's why having a community that supports you in all of those things. Um, it was Carol Kachova. She, <laughs> she know her. so she just did a, a Facebook live. I think it was yesterday where she's, she keeps talking about like, I want a ranch. I want to live on a ranch. And so she's been shadowing ranchers and she's like, uh, I like the city. <laughs> she's like, you know, this is really fun. I think she's in Ohio. So she's like, this is really fun. Like for the weekend. Yeah. This is like some serious stuff. This is like a full-time job. Yeah, that's real. And learning. And so I think that's that's really where the mentor part comes in too, right? Or the volunteering, right? If you if you really want to bring another life to your home or to your farm, it's like get to know that, get to know them so that you are uh, joyfully and generously serving the right creatures. Yes. Right. Well, it's a huge commitment. Like we're taking, we're talking about a pig and a pig actually, they can live for like 40 years or something crazy like that. So you don't just get a pig. You, you your pig is going to be with you for the rest of your life, which means that you're going to be a farm person for the rest of your life. Yes. Even like a rescue pig. Yep. Well, anybody out there who is interested in chickens or goats and maintaining like gardens, I'm happy to have house swap with you because you can experience what it's like to live on a farmette and um, have the firsthand experience because um, we're always trying to get away so we can house swap and uh, you know, you can, you can have the experience of getting on the rubber boots and uh, all the stuff that comes with that. Yes. Well, I, I can't remember if it was this last weekend or was the weekend before where you were doing your live and you were kind of walking around with it. I always love those. I would them like 10 minutes in. I'm like, did she already show Millie? Did she already show Millie? <laughs> but to wait till the live is over to go back and rewind. Um, but I think that, that that letting others have a peek in is also a way of serving, right? It's we all there there's this really interesting phenomenon that humans always want what they don't have. 
like we have, we're always seeking the greener grass because it looks greener, but what we don't realize is all the, like the stuff that makes it green over there is not necessarily the stuff that we want to do. And I think that, um, as, as we grow and as we, as we learn who we're meant to serve and, and what that vision looks like and how to do it in a joyful way, that having a beautiful lioness pride or a squad or a tribe or whatever you want to call it, that is diverse is so important, you know, and not having, I love that you bring books into my world and organizations into my world that I wouldn't have known otherwise. I mean, how boring would it be if you just sat around with a bunch of people who were like, oh yes, here, ABC, yes, ABC, yes, ABC, ABC. Like you never get to the rest of the alphabet. Yeah, no, I don't like that at all. Mm -mm. I'm always looking for ways to extend my network in terms of diversity too, because um, yeah, I, I love that. I, and I, and I, I actually do love people. I'm one of those people that actually do. I, I love humans and I <laughs> love the humanity in business and all of that. Um, but yeah, it is, well, like I said, I learn from you every day because uh, you always call me out on my, um, um, you're like, is that really what you intended to say? I'm like, no, it's not actually. <laughs> well, you're, you're personally correcting yourself. You know, even today you've done it a couple of times. I'm like, I have? Yes, you have. You have. The like, I'm not an organized person to the, you know, like getting deeper into it's not that I'm actually not an organized person. It's these other things, these other elements about me that are more important to me. And I think that's, again, part of this diversity of thought and of action and and where we serve joyfully is what matches who we are, like our DNA. Um, the, the last thing I want to get to before we meditate is the spreading love, because the, the number five on the list that I shared yesterday was, you know, sending things to people, right? So we talked about like donating here locally, but who are the, you know, 10 or 11 people in your world who you want to bless and take time this week to send them something? I mean, it doesn't have to be an epic thing, but you could send it an intentionalities box. You could send a gratitude box. Gratitude boxes in stock. What's in stock? Everything right now is in stock. Okay. So send tea. And we're getting next next Tuesday is the autumnal equinox. Yes. And so we're, we're going into a beautiful new season. So write down your list of people that you're great, uh, grateful for and send them a little something. If you don't have a budget to send something big, send a text, send a postcard, send a love note, you know, um, make a phone call, like do something in your inner circle to let those people know that you love them because there's something so magical about being the recipient of that love, right? That it, it'll ignite something inside of them, even if it's a tiny little spark, right? That, I shared, did I send it to you yesterday or did I just post it on Instagram stories? But it was about, uh, I, I am one of the embers of the wild women before me mm. and, and how we can create sparks that turn into full-blown fires that even upon our, our exit from this planet, we're still, they're still burning embers, things that we've left. And so we can keep that circle going. We simply have to make, we need to take action. You need to make the call, write the letter, send it. And I think the biggest, most important action that we can do right now to give back to everybody, including our planet and our highest selves, is to choose love over fear. 
write it on everything, you know, and in any action, you know, is this a love-based action or is this an action based in fear, you know, yes. you know, and if we can have that lens right now more than ever. Yeah. And then even asking ourselves, you know, who, who's delivering this message? Is this a love-based message or is this a fear-based message? And just start really, really crystal clear about that. Yeah. Being aware, being aware, being awake uh, and very, very intentional with each yes and no that we make. So I love that. I love that. All right. So what do you got for meditation for us today? Okay. Well, we are for the rest of our week. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go around to the center. So finding that comfortable seat, pressing the feet in the floor. If you're in a chair, if you're sitting on the earth, maybe even taking off your shoes and rooting and grounding. Start to connect to that breath, the rhythm of the in and the out. We're gonna draw our awareness to our heart, maybe even bring our hands to our heart today. This is our um, heart chakra. Um, and this heart chakra is our place of unconditional love, unconditional compassion, unconditional empathy. And the associated color with this chakra is green. So we're just going to drop into the center of our hearts here, into the chest. Maybe connect to that rhythm of the heart. And really start to visualize the color green. And as you're able to start to bring that clarity of color into that chest, just use the inhale breath to power it up, to fire it up. So much so that with every inhale, this green really starts to envelop and wrap our entire being. Almost like this radiating wave of color or creating a halo or an egg shape around us. The mantra we say silently in our in our minds and in our hearts is I choose love. I am love. Big collective breath in together. Exhaling, releasing, sending it out to the world through the mouth, letting it go. And flutter eyes open. Did you tell me that I have an egg shape around myself? Yes. Like a Mork and Mindy egg. Yes. Nanu Nanu. Or what is it? Is it the Na Nanu Nanu? I can't do that. Like these fingers don't work together. This is like uh Vulcan. My father would be very proud if you were watching this right now. I can't I, I can't even get my, my hands in the camera. It's like a <laughs> I can do it for both of us. How's that? Um, I was just reading about Mary Magdalene and the, the egg. Oh, yeah, the divine or, red egg, which is actually the origin of our Easter eggs, which is yeah. kind of amazing. I, I, and I loved that whole, obviously, I was listening to Mary Magdalene revealed again. These There's a couple of books lately, well, and 
Burning Woman and Mary Magdalene re revealed, which are books you recommended to me that I'm listening to already for the second time in like three months. I love it. I just, and I hear something new every time. I didn't, I, who knows what I was doing. I was, you know, watching Lizzie or waving to a neighbor and I missed the whole thing around the Greek Orthodox connection to the egg and the why we color eggs. And who, I, I had no idea they fasted eggs. Right? <laughs> what is this? Uh, now I will absolutely dye eggs this year because it is not a furry bunny thing. No, it's and about I love power. Your feminine power is what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And that just goes right back to who we surround ourselves with is so important and releasing the stuff from our lives and allowing more margin for what matters, including the divine humans like you are to me, Molly, is what this is all about, right? What every one of these conversations is about is, is finding the right red threats to connect with and love and honor and serve and care for and hold sacred space. Yeah. Our work here is in, at least for today. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, it's always a pleasure. And I look forward to reading the comments and to hearing your thoughts and to sharing more with you soon. So take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.